This episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. So Kate, do you have any Kiwi boxes in the mail right now? We sure do. We're going to be trying Atlas Crate, Doodle Crate, and Eureka Crate. Oh, fun. Okay. I think those are the same ones that we're going to do this year. And I am so excited for our boxes to arrive. It's always so exciting when they're on your doorstep. I know. My kids love getting stuff in the mail. And we've talked about this where I would always try to like intercept things when they came (laughs) and hide them in my closet because I had a closet right by the door in my old house. And now I don't have a closet right by the door anymore. So basically the minute the (laughs) kiwi crates come, it's like, okay, so we're having kiwi day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But they're so fun. They are. Yeah. And we've never done Eureka Crate, so we're looking forward to that. But Doodle Crate has been a favorite for years. And I'm excited about Atlas Crate because it's another fun geography resource mm-hmm. to use this year. KiwiCo inspires artists, designers, makers, and innovators with crates for people ages 0 to 104. Everything KiwiCo produces is designed by experts and tested by kids. So to learn more about all of the crates KiwiCo has to offer and to pick which ones your kids would like best, go to KiwiCo.com. That's KiwiCo.com to find crates your kids are going to love. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out. But one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hi, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, good. Good. Um, This is a topic that I, it's like near and dear to my heart because I'm going to say too much. I've said too much. (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) So we're going to talk today about when you feel like you're not living up to the curriculum, Mm -hmm. which um, I've definitely been there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Lots of feelings on this one. Yeah, yeah. So this was a question we got about, um, and we got got quite a few questions about this, actually, about not living up to the curriculum. And and I guess it just hit me because I was like, I remember feeling like that and feeling like I was failing and the story I always tell is that like we actually put my son back in school because like I felt like I couldn't homeschool because of that. And then we pulled him out again and then it stuck after that. But so yeah, this is a big one. This is a important it topic. It's a big one. It's I think. something a lot of people will re- relate to, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but first we wanted to share a nice note we got from one of our listeners, Laurel. Um, In response to episode 69, which was our one-on-one time episode, she had this great idea that's just, it's simple, but it's like intentional. And I was just, you know, when we were reading it, it was like, that's perfect to share. So do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. The best ideas are always the simplest, don't you feel like? Not always, but a lot of times it's like we overthink. Yeah. That's why I loved this one. And then you can stick with it too, because it's not. It's not overwhelming. Yeah. So Laurel wrote, one afternoon a week is one-on-one time with my three kids. I get to pick an activity and they get to pick an activity. So yesterday I worked on knitting and played a game with one child. The kindergartner read green eggs and ham to me and then we played some swamp. 
And then my son worked on his Greek and then played chess. If we're short on time, we ax my choices, not theirs. This doesn't require money or leaving the house and actually gets them to dig out some of those gifts and games they haven't used in a while. Hope this helps some other sisters. It's worked well for us. That's so brilliant. I just love it. I just love it. And everyone's getting their say, and that's so important with little ones that they get to pick their thing. Everyone gets their thing. And I remember when my daughter was born, one of the ways that I was able to connect each day with my son, because, you know, in those, like, newborn days, it's so crazy, is, yeah, like, when she took her afternoon nap, we would play a game together. And it was just Mm -hmm. that, like, wonderful one-on-one time of um, being together, focusing on him and playing hi-ho cheerio or Candyland or you know oh my gosh remember those days yes yeah and I think we could have played I mean he could have played those games for like hours and hours and hours he loved those I know people are like oh I can't stand Candyland I don't know it it wasn't so bad (laughs) it's such a short window that they actually want to play Candyland yeah yeah well, and you have Eye on the like, tons of games. And yeah, if you I was, hate it, there's a lot of other choices. Yeah. I was over at your site recently because I was actually in our Kindred Facebook group. Somebody asked a question about games. And I was like, Kate has a whole thing for that. So I was Oh, my like, gosh. And I was in Facebook jail. And you're so like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in basically all summer in Facebook jail. <laughs> yeah. You guys, Kate's a criminal. She's I know. A, I like a, they keep thinking it's suspicious. Suspicious. I can't even talk. Suspicious activity, and I haven't even been on there. That's and probably why things that were things that I did eons ago, and then they're like, "Sorry, if this is an error, report it here. Click here, and then you click there." And because I'm in Facebook jail, I can't. <laughs> they won't so, let me report it to Zuckerberg. Are you out but of Facebook jail? Um, I haven't. So I think part of the problem was. In an effort to, like, streamline social media and stuff, I had created um, a fake Kate profile. But this is going back three years. So fake Kate did all the blog stuff. But I think something changed in Facebook recently that Facebook picked up. There was old Kate from 2008 and fake Kate. I think that's why I look suspicious. But fake Kate is not new. So what I did was I deleted real Kate. And I just have, like, a dummy Facebook profile just for work, and I haven't missed regular Facebook for a second. Yeah. So I think I'm out of jail. Knock on wood. Now that I said that, I'll go on and I'll be <laughs> back in. But it was like, awful. We noticed. It started right after Kindred, and so many cool things were happening in the group, and I could see them, and the only thing it would let me do is to like. Oh. I couldn't comment, so I could just like things. Oh. And only, I think there was a cap on how many things I could like, but I couldn't comment. It was like, you're, you've been blocked. And it was always like, it will be removed at 6.02 p.m., some random number at night. I was like, okay. And then I'd go on, and the same thing would happen again. And I was like, forget this. Man. I know. It's just technology is just. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say this. So, Kindred, if anybody is new and they're wondering what we're talking about, Kindred is a group we have with two friends, Mary Wilson and Alicia Hutchinson, and we have done two conferences now. We did one in March, and then we did another one specifically about planning in June. And Um, to go along with those conferences, we have a Facebook group, but you don't have to have gone to the conferences or anything to be in the Facebook group. You just have to go over to our site, and when you sign up for our newsletter, 
you will automatically be able to, you'll get this thing that will tell you how to like join the Facebook group and stuff. So it's the and, Kindred newsletter. So you have to go to the Kindred homeschool site. Yes. So it's kindredhomeschool.com. Go to that site to sign up for the newsletter. And it's just a really nice Facebook group. It's like a nice community. So supportive. Yeah. Supportive, warm people. And so far drama free, which we like. And, yep. and so it's good. And there's just, all kinds. So anyway, somebody had asked, like, you know, I'm looking for games for something. And I was like, Kate has that. So I was linking to it. So what I was going to say is like, you have got all this stuff on your site now. And it's organized in a way where it's like, I think I could have spent like hours over there just going through all the different (laughs) categories. So but it's all perfect. So like, if you're looking for a math game, there's like a section if you're looking for a language arts game, there's a section. And then you have that awesome printable too that is that available to like everyone? The one where you can quantify how your the games uh, you're playing are. Yes, is learning? that available there? Okay, it, it should be. You know what? I'm gonna make it. Okay, <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. Well, because you shared that at the <laughs> basically kindred. Basically, kindred happened, and I got put in Facebook jail, and I went to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything on the site at all. Like for real. <laughs> It's, but you must have done a ton before then, then because I did. It's like, I worked really so hard on the site last yeah. year. Like yeah, yeah, and, and it's really, really good and helpful and organized. Um, but so what I'm talking about is that Kindred, you shared this principle that it, it basically is a way because you did this awesome talk about planning for play and using games in your homeschool. But a lot of us have either pressure. We're going to talk about that in this episode, either pressure to like, you know, um, from relatives or, you know, social media or whatever, or we, you know, have to report at the end of the year certain things. And so it's hard to quantify it. So you made this awesome printable that's like, you know, you play a game and then you like show which subject it falls under and it's just Mm -hmm. like it just blew my mind and I think everybody that loves games and loves games in their homeschool needs to have that so um I hope I'm not creating extra work for you no not at all (laughs) not at all okay and I think it's a good thing to have or to even I mean I'm gonna put it up but even make your own like if if you're logging somehow in a bullet journal or something just don't forget that when you're playing they're learning also and there are skills and you're the boss of your homeschool and you can count that as math because it is it is math yes Yes, so we and can might to even it. remember it more because there's positive memories around it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just I'm a I big know. advocate for those games. I feel like my son is really good with like he knew money, he understood money at a very young age because we played Monopoly like all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, so we'll we can link to that over at the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com, um, and. You just said something that was really, really good, which is like kind of an awesome launching point for this episode, which is about like kind of getting bossed around by curriculum. Like you're the boss of your homeschool. So the, the questions that we got were basically about like feeling, you know, like you have this curriculum and then you're not measuring up to it. You're maybe not doing every single part of it or certain Certain parts of it don't work for your family. And Mm -hmm. this kind of ties into, I can't remember what episode is, but we can link to this in the show notes too, the um, you don't need a method and philosophy episode, which might be another one 
that's good to listen to if you're feeling like I'm not being Charlotte Mason enough or I'm not being classical enough or whatever. But when it comes specifically to curriculum, have you encountered that? Have you ever felt like you're falling short of what the book is telling you to do? Uh, I have felt the pressure to be at a certain point, but as far as the curriculum, I think having worked in public schools, we they never finish the textbook. Never. I remember thinking in high school that they should cut the textbooks in half and make volumes so that we didn't have to carry as much because you never get to the end of the book. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. Ever. I you know, and I didn't I didn't remember that. And I've heard so many homeschoolers talking about that, but it's good to hear you talking about it. that's like still what happened. <laughs> We just, we never got to, we never finished a single, I mean, high school was a little while ago for us, but textbooks, we never finished a textbook ever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recall a single time ever. So, I mean, I think it's, and you have to, you know, the curriculum was probably created by by some guy in a room. Like, let's be honest, like, are they uh, testing it out? I, I don't know. I don't know how it works, depending on what it is, but just, mm-hmm. you know, your kids better than any educator out there. It doesn't matter how good they are and what degrees they hold and experience they have because you have the most experience with these kids. So if there's a part at this point in our homeschool, if there, there are, you know, resources that we use where I don't use the guide at all. I got it for what's contained in the pack, but I don't use right. the guide. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can buy big packs of books to study like a certain topic or whatever. And there are guides that go with it. But then you have the freedom of saying like, no, we're going to read this one first. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to, um, I think, you know, I think a big part of it is just releasing yourself from the pressure of having to do it like perfectly, you know, because it's, it's just, it's impossible. Um, it's it's unattainable to like do it perfectly because you're just going to make yourself crazy. You're going to make your kids crazy. You're going to make everybody mm-hmm. miserable. And instead, like do the things that you know are like manageable for your family and that play to your kids' strengths. And, you know, like I know parents who are like, oh, okay, so they're supposed to write this out. And if their kids, like, I had a child who struggled with handwriting when he, mm-hmm. you know, when he was younger, because a lot of boys mm-hmm. struggle with fine motor skills when they are young. It's like a normal accepted thing. And yet, you know, if I had a curriculum that said, like, write this out, y- you know, it's like, oh, okay, so he has to write it out. Well, no, like, he can dictate to you or... Mm-hmm. He can explain it in his own words or yeah, like, talk about it. You yeah. don't have to write everything down. Curriculum is created for the masses, not for your kiddos that you have in your kitchen. Right. It's it's like that bell curve thing, you know, where it's like, yeah, it'll probably work for some of the kids in this bell curve. But then there's kids on each, either side of the bell curve. And then, I mean, it. and this is really hard because curriculum makes promises you know, I mean, and they have to, they're trying to sell a product. Like right, see, it's a business. Yeah. You can't, you can't blame anybody for saying, but, um, I think it was in my kindred talk. 
I, I share the, the the one from June, um, yes. which replays are available for those. If you haven't heard them yet, you can go over to kindredhomeschool.com and, and see those. But um, I, I pulled like just random curriculum websites and I pulled off like the quotes that they mm-hmm. say. And it's like, this will, what are, like one of them literally is like, and will improve your quality of life. Like they're, they're saying like yeah. their curriculum will literally make your life better, you know? And <laughs> That is a huge promise. They have no idea what's happening in your world right now. They have no idea if no your way. father-in-law it's just died marketing. or, you know, you're moving or like grandma's sick or like they don't know what's going on in your world. And yet right. they're like, we're going to make your life better. And the thing is, all of them say something like that because they want you to pick them. They want right. to thrive as a business. That's not to say that they don't have great products. It's just that... There are so many things out there now that you don't have to settle for something that, you know, because, like, if you always feel like you're failing at whatever curriculum, like, then maybe that's, like, a big red flag, you know, that maybe it's not the kind of curriculum that's going to work for your family if you always feel like that. I mean, everybody sometimes feels like, oh, you know, we haven't gotten to math enough or whatever, but Mm -hmm. that's normal. Yeah, but if you always, like, if every time you look at the book, you're like, oh, geez, you know, that's telling you something. Find something that works for your family. Like, we love literature-based curriculum that we can use, like, I use it with all, forget about what age it says it is, I use it with all three of my kids, but when you're doing school that way, that's a lot of novels that you're reading, which is great if you love books. But I don't adhere to the, you know, now on Wednesday you need to pee on, you know, chapter da-da-da because then we're not enjoying the book. And I'd rather enjoy the book with my kids and savor that moment and we'll just finish it when we can. So we've taken two years sometimes to finish Mm -hmm. a really good literature-based curriculum. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. We read a lot of really good books. You know the um, Dallaire's Book of Greek Myths? Mm-hmm. We read that book over a two-year span during morning time. Such a good book. We didn't read it every day. We didn't read it every week. I think there was probably like a month in there where we didn't even pick it up. Maybe not that long. I don't remember. But the point is, like, we all really enjoyed that book. We enjoyed learning about it. It's set up in a way that it's, like, very friendly to read it in smaller parts, you know? And mm-hmm. so it worked. Like, it would be hard to read, like you said, a novel you know, over a two-year span and, like, hold on to it. But some of the stuff that's out there, it's okay to just pepper it in here and there and use it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, curriculum should be a resource. It should not boss you around. It should not make you feel bad all the time. Right. And if your kids are really interested in a part of it, pause it and get more resources that relate to whatever they're mm-hmm. interested in because that's a moment to capitalize on their interest and teach them how to research and, you know, digest information and learn on their own. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and have you ever had something where it's like, okay, you know, we're doing this period in history and now we're supposed to jump to this one and your kids are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. You know, and it's like, because the book That's is telling you. That's why we quit co-op last year. We were doing history <laughs> co-op. That was exactly why I was like, they were like, we want to do more Paul Revere like we live right by Boston we just stood in his house why are we now on oh. you know XYZ and I was like good point yeah yeah 
Let's go stand on more floorboards of favorite famous. You went to Paul Revere's house. Yeah, we went to his house. It was oh amazing. My, my kids could not. I mean, I I had been there before living in this area. You you go to Paul Revere's house, but it's, yeah, they, they just they were floored it sounds like a pun that i didn't intend but just by the <laughs> fact that the guy the tour guy was like some of these boards under your feet are original to the house and paul revere stood here oh, and that was wow. just amazing so they were like are there other places around boston where we could stand where other famous people stood and i was like there are so many i mean we could spend the entire year just go standing on you know george washington stood here we're just close to all that stuff okay so we can you please do that and put it on instagram and it will be like a whole year of we're standing (laughs) where this person and we're standing (laughs) but i mean honestly that's the thing like and there's so much cool so if you live in a place like that then take advantage of it who says you need to use one curriculum at all you could right. just, you know, do field trips for history if you live near Boston. Really. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so, yeah, because there's so much to do outside of just what's in any given book. And, but then the thing is, like, um, I spoke recently at a homeschool conference. And one of the questions that I got was about, like, there can be kind of this pressure, um, you know, to, like, do a book, you know, like you read a book and then you're supposed to do it, you know, like do something with it. And the thing is, like, if you read Make Way for Ducklings and then you go to the pond and you feed ducks, it's like, it's just the best feeling of like, oh my gosh, I am so homeschooling right now. Like I, Mm -hmm. I am the, yeah, give me my crown and my sash. Like I am doing this Look at me, you you know. Go on the swan boats. Yeah, you want to take like a million pictures and send them to your mother-in-law and be like, "See, you know, <laughs> see, Donna." Um, <laughs> I know what I'm doing, um, you know. But then, like, okay, so then you read um, the, from the mixed-up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. Like, are you supposed to go to New York? You know, like it'd be nice if someone else is paying for it. <laughs> exactly, but <laughs> but you can't you know, do it all the time. I mean, there's there's certain limitations on what you can do, and so when my kids were really really little, we did five in a row, which is awesome. It's just a sweet, gentle curriculum. I think Make Way for Ducklings is one of the books in there, um, and you know, it's all about like you read a book five days in a row, and there's activities and things that you do along with it, but. I felt like at first, you know, if I wasn't doing the activity every single day, then, you know, we were failing somehow. And instead, it's like, if you look at it, like, these are things you can do, mm-hmm. not you have to do. It just right. gives you this freedom of like, okay, so like we can do this one and this one. And I know my kids again, like the fine motor skills, like I know my kids are not cutting yet. So like, you know, I'll cut the things out. They don't have to cut the things out, you know? I mean, so just, just things that, um, like look at things as inspiration, look at it. Um, over at Read Aloud Revival, Sarah does these great book club guides where she talks about like, look at it as a menu, you know, it's like a menu of things, like choose what, you know, works for your family because you that. know your family and you know that like if you get everything on the menu, like nobody's going to eat the weird green beans, you know, like, so just get the chicken nuggets. Everybody will be happy. 
Right. <laughs> and sometimes you might just read a book and talk about it. And sometimes you might yeah. read a book and be glad that it's over and just want to move on to the next one. And that's okay, too. Yeah. Or you can bring in stories about the author. And I feel like I need to Google this. But didn't um, Robert McCloskey feed those ducks a little alcohol when he was... <gasps> I don't know. I feel like I read that in um, the Read Aloud Handbook. That's very possible. One of his um, recommendations was to tell like interesting stories about authors that Mm -hmm. you could just, as you're reading a book, talk about it. But here's the thing, too, is that like great authors make you do that. Like I tell everybody the story about how when E.B. White was reading the audiobook for Charlotte's Web, that Hmm. at the end he kept crying. And he couldn't get through reading it. And E.B. White reading Trumpet of the Swan is like the best thing ever. I mean, we talked about in the last podcast um, Mm. that you are in the last episode that that you got old school disc men for your disc man, disc men. I don't know. I I wondered when I was saying that, whether you say disc men. Everybody knows what we're talking about. You guys remember the 90s, right? hypercolor shirts and... trying not to like when it started skipping and you were like no that was the best part <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when they made like sport disc men and you were supposed to run yes. with them and it was like but it still skipped it doesn't yeah um but anyway so like there's a g- good books like bring that out and then there's books that you're like meh i mean there's times now that you and i will read a book and we'll be like oh my gosh you have to read this because i want to talk about it like you know, yeah. or this summer, a bunch of us were watching The Handmaid's Tale, and we were asking each other, like, have you seen it? Because we we wanted to talk about it. We wanted to go deeper. We wanted to, like, you know, and some some things, that's easier than other things. And so I just think, like, that pressure that we put on ourselves to, like, have to, you know, like, force everything into this huge Fun learning. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, it's okay if some stuff that doesn't that doesn't work. Hey sisters, we're popping in to ask for a big favor. Our podcast platform helps us connect with sponsors you want to hear from. So we would love it if you could take our quick survey. This isn't like a blog survey. This isn't meant to ask about topics for the podcast, but rather it's meant to get some general information about who is listening to the show. Answers are anonymous. But it helps us a ton in producing the show, and we'd be so grateful if you took the time to answer. It's just a few questions. Go to survey.libson.com slash the homeschool sisters. That's survey.libson.com slash the homeschool sisters. And we'll put that in the show notes, too, over at the homeschool sisters.com. Thanks so much, sisters. Thank you. So in the intro of the Read Aloud Handbook, he said, did you know that when Robert McCloskey was illustrating Makeways for Ducklings, he had a dreadful time drawing those ducks. He finally brought six ducklings up to his apartment to get a closer look. In the end, because they kept moving around so much, do you know what he did? You may find this hard to believe, but I promise it's true. In order to get them to hold hold still, he slowed them down by getting them drunk on wine. (laughs) And what a cool story to like, you know, just throw in there as you're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean can you imagine if like it might not fly nowadays but it's an interesting like hey you know why those look so realistic do those yes. look like inebriating, inebriating <laughs> <to you? laughs> 
it's a drunk duck. Um, but you know, the thing is too, if your child is ever like, it's just, you know, and that's why our own reading is so important because if your child's ever having trouble drawing an animal and they're like, Oh, they won't hold still, you know, you just throw out casually. Did you know that Robert McCloskey had that same problem? And then they're like, okay, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Mom, can I have some wine? <laughs> <laughs> can we please give the dog some wine? <laughs> that's awesome though I'm so glad you found that Um, we got off on a tangent but I think that's the point is that you can get off on tangents the the curriculum isn't made for that because yeah it's not individualized yeah and you know uh, we get a lot of questions too like you know what curriculum are you using um and you know the thing is sometimes it's there was a year when we went back and forth for math between like life of Fred and bedtime math and it's like and then we were playing a lot of, like, math games and stuff. So it wasn't like, I mean, I guess technically Life of Fred is a curriculum, but Bedtime Math is just kind of like a fun book. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, playing games. And it's, you don't necessarily need to have a textbook, you know. I mean, I think that's really important for, like, new homeschoolers to know because, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's, especially with people new to homeschool, there's like a lot of this pressure to recreate school and recreate the same subjects and everything else. And you don't always need to do that. And especially if it's making you feel like bad and panicky, right? you know, it's, those are not the right resources for you. Mm -hmm. Or if like every time you pull out the book, your children like run away from the table that's a big old red flag right there you can also stop a book if you're not enjoying it set it aside and pick up something really good yeah yeah i mean life's too short to read books you don't like another beautiful part of homeschooling Mm -hmm. even if everybody loves the book right you and i both have that same same thing though that like when everybody's like everybody's reading whatever we're like no nope (laughs) I'm reading this. <laughs> I will wait three months before I read that. <laughs> you can't make me. <laughs> Which reminds me, we need to do a poolside professional development like update. Oh, a follow-up. How just, many did we actually read of what we said and did we yeah. get off on tangents? No, I, I went completely... Rogue. <laughs> yeah, completely rogue. I read some of them, but again, some I of them I too. picked up. I looked through it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, this isn't what I thought, but I mean, so here we are. We have this podcast. We're kind of official. We recommended some <laughs> books, and I didn't even like half of them. Not half, some of them. <laughs> so it's like, don't let people tell you what to do, and and don't yeah. let people make you feel bad. And this is just a public service announcement. But if people make you feel bad on the internet all the time, you can unfollow them. Mm-hmm. Or delete not... your profile altogether. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes full circle. Just saying. It's fine. But you know, I mean, it's that it's that feeling where it's like, if something is just mm-hmm. making you feel yucky. Get like, rid of it. You know, you don't have to, to do this a certain way to do it right. Um, you know, there are going to be books that tell you, like, if you follow A, B, C, and D, if you read these these books, if you do this your kids are going to turn into these like wonderful, you know, you got to be really careful if somebody's mm-hmm. telling you that because everybody's different. Every kid is different. Like, you know, I mean, 
we we don't have control over that but what we do have control over is like our days together and how they feel and if something is making you feel like you're not measuring up it's not you nope I think that's where our minds go is that okay it's me I'm not good enough at this I'm not um this like I'm not being like forcing my kids to be like rigorous and like and you know I'm not good at pushing and stuff like that. I felt like that a lot early on because my personality is a big huggy hippie, you know. So <laughs> I felt like that a lot. Like I need to push harder. I need to push harder because the book is telling me that if I make my kids memorize all this stuff, you know. Now they're going to be able to like recall it down the road, you know, and Mm -hmm. the, and, and the thing is what I've learned is that like one of my children didn't even do well with that kind of stuff because one of my children is an auditory learner. So has to hear everything. So it can't be like reading things and and memorizing that wouldn't have worked anyway, but Mm -hmm. I had to kind of do things wrong to figure it out. It's Okay. We all do things wrong. We all make mistakes. We all buy a book and then we're like, okay, how do I get this out of my house? How do I try to recoup some of my money? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that's another thing too, is once you've invested, you're like, you know, but we're in. Right. So you feel like you have to. Yeah. You feel like, but I bought this book. There's lots of places where you can, oh, you know what? I have a post coming out about this. We can link to it in the show notes. It's over at Pam Barnhill's site about places where you can sell stuff that didn't work for you. Oh, smart. So we'll have to link to it um, because... I might need that myself. Yeah, you need to not hold on to the stuff. Um, if it If it already makes you feel bad every time you look at it because you aren't doing it, it's also going to make you feel bad when you when you decide to stop doing it but it's still sitting there being like I was $80 I was $80 <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah. true so okay anything else to add no just that I think you know you want to enjoy it you want your kids to enjoy it that isn't going to happen all the time but you're modeling for them how to be a learner and a joyful learner and just Making it as easy on yourself, you know, is the best way to do that, I think. Yeah. The the sweet spot of homeschooling, I like to say, is when the mom and the kids mm-hmm. are enjoying what you're doing. So if any of mm-hmm. you, like, actively hates a curriculum, oh my goodness, boot it. Ditch it, ditch it. Dump it because like a bad boy. really, friend. when you think back on high school or middle school, you, you don't remember most of that, Right. But what we want our kids to do is to be able to, if they're interested in the Revolutionary War, to go and find the information and be able to figure it out themselves. Yeah. So really, we're teaching them how to learn. Yes. Yes. Versus memorize facts. So we will have all the notes for this episode over at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And we'll be back next week. And we would absolutely love it. If you have time to go over to iTunes, do a quick rating or review, it helps people find us. It's the very best way. Sometimes people ask us, how can we support what you're doing? That's the best thing you can do for us. The absolute best thing. We appreciate it very much. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Have a great rest of your week, Kate. You too, Kara. We'll see you soon. Bye.
Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.